cults over here. Cults over there. There are cults everywhere. And we're going to tell you all about it with a fairy tale twist. Welcome to Once Upon a Cult. Once upon a time, there was a brother and sister, and their rule was stolen away from them. And the brother was like, sister, we must get our dragons. And the sister was like, where are my dragons? And this was Viserion and Daenerys, right? This is who we're talking this, about? This is not who we're talking about. This is all this, wrong. This is all wrong. Where are my dragons? <laughs> <laughs> but... That's definitely the name that comes to mind for me. I feel like I heard a lot of different people comparing them to like a Dungeons and Dragons character or something like this. I'm like, this is clearly a Game of Thrones character. Clearly. 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 Well, we'll see if he gets melted gold poured on his head and that will put this to rest. (laughs) We'll finally know. (laughs) We'll finally know. Hi, welcome back to Once Upon a Cult. My name is Sean. I'm Rachel. And I'm Alan. And we're Yay. here to talk about the Church of the Last Testament. Church. Yeah. Which tease. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say it just like it sounds like such a normal church name. I feel like yeah. any Baptist church that I pass, any evangelical church I passed could very much have this name. So it sounds almost normal at first glance. You know, what's really funny is for those of you who don't know, I have a job where I, I work with a health company and right now we're going to different like businesses trying to set up a self swab COVID table with that business where they get paid out if they host it. And I'm saying that because I was scouting around L.A. with uh, one of my coworkers, and we went into this church, and we both got the same vibe. And I looked it up afterwards. This church is super culty. Oh, yeah. Um, so we decided not to call them back because I didn't want to give money to a culty <laughs> church. They're called the, the Church of the Universal Truth. <laughs> oh, they know yeah. something. They do. Well, it's funny because they're – I kind of read in between the lines when I saw what the church stood for. And as I was typing in the church title, the word cult came up after it. So I was like, wow, lots of other people have searched to see if it's a cult. But, they seem um, to give off that vibe in general. <laughs> it's yeah. <not> you. <laughs> they basically believe that like the Christian beliefs only what I got out of it is that you're not like eternally damned if you don't believe in Christ or like God. So they're a little more accepting than most Christians can be, but um, I think they're that way so they can get more people in to get more money. (laughs) All right. But the other thing I was going to tell everybody, culties, I have become obsessed with aliens. (laughs) This is my fault. (laughs) Rachel's fault. She took me out to the desert to visit aliens, and now I'm obsessed with them. The amount of ancient aliens that Sean has watched in a very short period of time. Not just that, I watched the first two seasons of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Ooh, that sounds very creepy. I know, and I remember the first time I saw it on Netflix, I was like, ooh, The Secret of Skywalker Ranch. I love Star Wars. Oh, that's <laughs> that's an I.N. That's not a Y. <laughs> this is totally different (laughs) yeah so that's one to check out it's like a part of utah where it's believed that aliens uh frequent so they run tests to see if they can prove anything and every single test opens new mysteries it seems like (laughs) wow i love tests and mysteries and it all is beautiful so beautiful you're beautiful oh thank you it's almost like you can give birth to the universe. You're so beautiful. <laughs> I do that in my spare time just to see what it feels like. <laughs> All right, let's get into Church of the Last Testament. This was founded by Sergey. Well, okay. I'll warn everybody now. There's a lot of Russian-sounding names. <laughs> I do not speak Russian, but I yeah. will try. 
Yes. I don't speak Russian, but I can if you like. That's a Lady Gaga song. Oh. Um, Sergey Anatolievich Torop. Yeah, Anatolievich, I think is. Anatolievich. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. He also goes by Viserion, which means he who gives new life. He also goes by the nickname that was given to him, Siberian Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love that Siberian. See, I feel like that should be a Lady Gaga song right there. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it would be great. But before he was Viserion, he was just a normal everyday guy. You guys, like he was, he served in the Red Army. He was a sergeant that was working on building sites in Mongolia. Um, he worked in a factory as a metal worker, and okay. <laughs> and then um, he was then a patrol officer. But in 1989, unfortunately, he lost his job. They said that he was redundant and laid him off, and. Then, I guess at this point was when he started looking a little bit into like UFOs and things like that. But he also discovered that he was Jesus reincarnated. Yeah. So he was born January 14th, 1961 to Nadizda, but he later retconned that and said, no, no, she was not my mother, the Virgin Mary. (laughs) Was my mother for yes. Jesus? I wonder if his mom was alive at this time and was like, "I bore you." Right? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> it was many hours. You came out of my vagina, not the Virgin Mary's vagina. He's like one of those kids that like doesn't feel like he belongs in his family, so it like has that dream that like I'm adopted. I'm totally adopted. <laughs> I don't belong here. <laughs> Um, he was born in Krasnodar, uh, Russia, which was at that time still the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Yes. In 1960, or January 14th is a very important day, right? When he was born. That's basically yes. when the calendar starts, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is. Because, you know, like, I feel like the actual Jesus, it was people later that kind of changed the calendar to have his birth date and everything in it. But this guy's proactive. He's like, I know I'm Jesus and we're changing the calendar now. Like, we're not going to wait until I die for you to start these new hundred years. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) We're starting now, bitch. I can't wait until it's proven that Jesus was a black woman. So all these like white men who are like, I'm Jesus. Look at my hair. (laughs) Black woman. Yeah. Like there needs to be some sort of agreement where we can all just like admit that Jesus was middle Eastern because that's where he was from and start representing him as such. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, there were not white people there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you already mention at 29, he went through the spiritual awakening? So that's what happened when he turned 29. Like uh, he lost his job. And he was like, oh, what was me? Kind of like UFOs. And then he also found, like, another guy that said that he was Jesus, but then decided he wasn't going to be Jesus anymore. And so then Viserion kind of took over that. And he, like, became Viserion. And this was his, like, coming into being God. And this happened, I believe, on August 18th, right? Another important date. Yeah, August 18th of 1990, which is the specialist day because our dear friend Stephanie was born on August 18th, not of 1990. Do you notice how much the circle keeps growing of people we know (laughs) born on culty days? I know. It's like the more (laughs) you learn, the more these fall into place and we're like, wow, wow, we're, there's something special about us, I think. (laughs) I imagine the way he won over the name, the um, being Jesus Christ was very dramatic. I imagine it went something like this. Damn it. You have won again as rock, paper, scissors. You can be it. <laughs> you now have the power of Jesus. You are clearly all knowing. Yep. 
that's how it happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I apologize for that very not Russian accent that I just did. <laughs> so um, a year later, August 18th, 1991, uh, Vasarian gives his first public speech in Minusin. <laughs> a lot of people that I heard uh, pronounced it just like um, Mucinex, which is really weird. <laughs> I was like, Mucinex? But apparently, that's how people were saying it. When I read it, it looks more like Minusink, but mm. I don't know. <laughs> Interessant. And then in 1994, that's when he founded the Church of the Last Testament and uh, also built the community that it was kind of based around in Petropatlokov in and around that area. Yes. And one thing to note at this time, these early 90s, this was a time when there were multiple churches starting to form. And that had a lot to do with the fact that it was the fall of the Soviet Union. They were coming out of that. And when they were under Soviet rule, it was very much like an atheist society. There there wasn't the only religion that was really kind of allowed to still stay around was the Russian Orthodox Church. And that's because that is so deeply rooted in the culture of Russia um, that kind of, yeah, don't don't go against them. If you've learned anything from seeing the great, don't go against the Russian Orthodox Church. It will all go wrong. Um, but there weren't a lot of religions. And so with the fall of the Soviet Union, you had like 300 new religions that were all on the scene being like, hey, do you need someone to control your life? Because now the people that controlled your life have stepped back. We got you. <laughs> you make it sound so enticing. Hey, we can control your life for you. Yes, we will take care of you. You need someone that will look after you. We know you've gotten used to being looked after. So, yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was and, interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what's also interesting is since 1994, the church is said to have amassed over 10,000 followers worldwide with at least 4,000 people actually living within one of the settlements. So this got pretty big. Yes. And part of that, like the fact that it has the international following, I guess it kind of gained some steam during the pandemic when they were having, um, oh my goodness, what is that very antiquated version of a video conference thing the people skype skype they were having skype um sermons they would like just kind of put them on for everyone and so that's where people from all across the world like during pandemic times not being able to get out started finding these and like watching these skype sermons (laughs) so that's interesting (laughs) i worry for you at what you consider antiquated as skype (laughs) is not that old like who like who I feel like anytime someone actually uses Skype, I'm like, who are you? What's wrong with you? Like, don't you have a a Gmail? If you have a Gmail, you can use the Google Meets and it's perfectly lovely. You can use Zoom, which is way better. Like, I don't even know my Skype login anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it's old school. Yeah, I haven't used Skype in I don't know how long. You're right. I just like to make fun of you. How dare you? I dare. Further of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) so um some of his beliefs some of vasarian's beliefs they're a mix of russian orthodox churches also buddhism which if you can't tell from our past episodes we're pretty big fans of buddhism here (laughs) much like any other cult there is that apocalyptic aspect to it um apocalyptic is how you say it go ahead and consult with rupaul's drag race season three if you don't believe me uh collectivism and ecological values. So on the surface, this is this seems like a good thing. Like we've got, you know, a village, you know, raising each other, helping each other. We've got a very like eco-friendly belief system. I think the only bad so far is the apocalyptic aspect because 
that usually leads to ruin, but it's something that's very important in cults because you need something to, you know, work towards or something to be afraid of. Like, if you don't do this, this will happen. So it makes sense. Yeah. Fear is incredibly important, I think, in cults. And taking the things that you already are kind of familiar with and pitching it to you in a slightly different way, um, because you're going to go toward the things that you're familiar with, like it doesn't sound quite as crazy if you temper some very intense beliefs with the things that you might have already experienced in your life. So, yeah. Kind of like if I tell you Vasarian believes in aliens, you might say, Sean, that's wacky. But after you've watched five hour and a half episodes of Ancient Aliens, you're kind of like, oh, Maybe he's onto something. <laughs> Maybe aliens are real and they're giving us a message of peace. Maybe. Maybe they come out of the sky and eat people. Maybe they do that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <Nope>. they're living. <laughs> Not a ship. <laughs> so uh, his goal also, and I like this one. I think this is actually very kind of poetic in a way. His goal is to unite all religions. And that's something that has like, bothered me for years there's so much infighting and so much hatred towards like between religions and i'm like you guys you're all the same you just tweak things just a little bit but you're all pretty much the same damn belief like just get over the differences and accept it (laughs) yeah yeah the the desire for them like it's like they all believe the same thing but for certain people to be in power. I feel like that's why they insist on like these differences that are between them. And that's why to me, like the the very strong established religions are less about God. And they're more about like the power structure that has been created by man (laughs) in order to be the one in power. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) do, do we need to give you all in front of man? (laughs) Well, yes, you guys, there's a problem. <laughs> There's a problem with a, a lot of white people and uh, especially the the fervor that kind of happens around some of these Christian faiths, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So with the collectivism, he also does not believe in money. So he's very, I think, very nice in that since he doesn't believe in money, when you join his commune, he takes He'll all take your it. money. Yeah, yeah that's so nice. That's so kind. Like, yeah, I feel cared for. I feel. (laughs) I mean, he may take that money and buy, you know, the latest high tech flat screen TVs and like Mm hi-fi systems that go with it. He may have his own personal Mm -hmm. jet ski, but at least he's taking those evils of money away from you. And I mean, he's Jesus. He can handle that. He can handle it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else he can do? He can heal AIDS and cancer with just the touch of his hand. Yeah. Uh, So good. And one thing about this belief, like nowadays it kind of sounds a little weird um, having that be the feature, both like cancer and AIDS. But when you're thinking about it in the 90s, like AIDS was so much scarier at that time. It was a terrifying epidemic. And um, so – You can definitely see how he took advantage of something that people were scared of in order to bring them to him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sure if he wasn't arrested later, he probably would be able to heal COVID too. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he had a little while. He didn't get arrested till like September of 2020. So like, I mean, maybe remember how things kind of started getting better and then they got way worse. I bet Uh they got worse when he was, like, arrested. Arrested, yeah. He couldn't do his healing anymore. That arrested his development. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes. Do you want to take us through these wonderful holidays? (laughs) Okay. Well, so we talked about, you know, his birthday, which is also – their Christmas, basically, January 14th. I don't know if they, you know, do exchange gifts or anything. Oh, they can't because they don't have money. So there's no <laughs> yeah. gift exchanges. They can still make a gift. True. You swine. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a piece of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> 
this one's fun. Uh, April 14th is Earth Day. No, it's not. No? That's my birthday. <laughs> April 22nd is but Earth Day. It's also when his mother, mother in air quotes, because he's the, do- the son of Mary, uh, this is the day of his conception. Yeah. Oh, the immaculate conception. (laughs) Got to have some of that if you're going to be Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And then we also have August 18th, which is the day of the fall of the kingdom of power. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is my second favorite. There's another holiday that Al and I kept looking at each other like, this is our day. (laughs) (laughs) But that was when he performed his first sermon, August 18th. Can you imagine, uh, though, having to say, like, happy day of the fall of the kingdom of power? <laughs> Y'all. It just rolls off your tongue. Oh, it does. So easy. Like, it's good for songs, too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't, I don't, I didn't catch the day, but this holiday is the holiday of good fruits. That's our <laughs> day. <laughs> holiday of good fruits. Where are the good fruits? Yeah. I love, except for not really in Viserion's religion. He doesn't. You guys are not good boys oh, yeah. to be with other boys. Oh, no. Bad. 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 Mm, bad. Mm. Yeah, they have some. <laughs> mm, bad. <laughs> Don't make me say daddy. Um, <laughs> we made you. Oh, oh. Um, but uh, they have some, like, kind of kind of like conservative beliefs that fall in there. Like there's some parts of them that are very like hippie crunchy and there are other parts that are kind of conservative. Um, like definitely the fact that they kind of look down on homosexuals. Uh, also not great. Um, a conservative, what I kind of view as conservative beliefs is the way that they treat women. Um, they s- separate. As like, supposed to be treated. Yeah. As secondary citizens, as I mean, that's how we are here in the USA. So why not? Um, but anyways, um, they uh, they separate the children and have them go to different schools when they're young. And the boys get taught some things like kind of like metalworking and um, like kind of craftsmanship because they make a lot of their stuff. They can't buy things and they can't take and buy, like go to other towns and spend money there because they don't have money. So they have to like learn all these like crafts that you would have had like in the oldy times. Um, and so the guys get all that. And then the girls learn more about like homemaking and um, like being like helpful to the men. Like their role is to be helpful to the men. And what I love is that like kind of coming up out of this, then he had the deep thought because women slightly outnumber men, as we all know. So naturally what this means is there should clearly be one man with multiple wives. Obviously. Gotta love it. Got to love it. It's just logical. Um, And there is a weird rule where he says that the wife has to agree to it. But then at the same time, there's also a rule that there's not allowed to be any disagreements or (laughs) (laughs) like speaking up against things. So I don't know how able that rule is able to be followed. And it looks like this is definitely how he lost his first wife. Because, uh, I mean, first of all, first of all, that he he had this other young girl living with them from a young age, from seven years old. This other Woody girl Allen. was living. Yes, and um, <laughs> as she turned nineteen, he decided that he wanted her to be his second wife. And then this was the point where his first wife like opted out. Like she st- stuck with him through "I Am Jesus." She stuck with him through "Let's Go." do a commune and Hey, you have to be vegan and you cannot have any sort of like smoking, alcohol, drugs. Um, you're not allowed to curse and you're not allowed to disagree with me, but where she drew the line was him bringing in the 19 year old as a wife that had lived with them since she was seven years old. So, I mean, good on her. (laughs) Standing up for herself. 
there's something very strange to me about like this is the child that I raised and now I want to be inside them. Like it's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, and that's why I think so often when we see these situations, like it really does have trigger warning, like a feeling of pedophilia to it because it's like how it, it seems so unbelievable that just now they're having these like sexual attractions to yeah. this person. It, it definitely feels like it had to have been something that was there for a long time. And then that creates the problem of grooming. Um, so like if this person, if this like small child hadn't been with him and been conditioned by him to, I don't know, worship him as the son of God <laughs> and all that stuff, like would they actually want to be with this person or have they been like manipulated and conditioned their entire life? And now has born like multiple children to him. I don't know. It's almost like this book, a little known book series that I read once where there was this werewolf and he was like, ah, this baby that I looked <laughs> upon, I have imprinted upon this baby. I will wait for this baby to be old enough and then I shall marry it. What was it called? Twilight. <laughs> the greatest book of all time. <laughs> I hate this book so much. <laughs> and, well, and it wasn't even that he imprinted on the baby. Like, the fact that it was, oh, I actually don't like you at all anymore, Bella. The only reason I liked you was because I was attracted to the egg inside your body. <laughs> yeah, that was so weird. What? It's all levels of fucked upness, I think. I call <laughs> trying to push. I, I, I that it has a vibe of very uh, forced birther to me, <laughs> where it's like, oh, that egg is a person that has a soulmate already. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh, yes. going back to what you were saying with the girls being groomed and like having very specific male and female roles. Mm -hmm. um, Alan and I watched a really good, it wasn't even that long. I think it was like 23, 25 minutes uh, on this group on Vice. Yes. Yes. It strangely skipped over a lot of the bad details on this group. But um, yeah. the guy did talk to one of the teachers. And what I found very alarming is he kind of asked her, what if a girl doesn't want to conform to these female roles? And her answer was, well, then she'll get a woman's disease. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm pretty sure I have the woman's disease. Like, let's be honest. Um, but it, I heard about this in multiple places, not just in the Vice one, but it was very vague as to what the woman's disease is. Well, I like, took it as more of like the natural diseases that women can get like um I can't even think of, like a yeast infection for example <laughs> I imagine like if you were to get a yeast infection they'd be like oh you're not taking your role seriously and they'd probably like shame her for it mm -hmm. well and that I guess that's not even um only in the case of women because another belief that this group has is they don't believe in doctors or the intervention of modern medicine. And so like, basically if someone gets an illness, the only thing to do is pray, uh, maybe have Viserion try some of his healing. Would you, I don't know. Um, but it's very much, they tend to be of the opinion that sickness doesn't come from just like, you know, a weakened immune system and viruses and stuff like that. Where it comes from is if you are not being good, if you are not following the rules, like it's a judgment on you to have come down with an illness. Yeah, and they also believe in suicide as well, too. So if you do get, like, terminally ill, that is an option that they would have you going towards as well, too. Yeah. Yes. Um, another interesting thing I found, like, so you hear vegan, and I have my automatic, like, uh, feels about uh, veganism. <laughs> um, but one thing I found interesting about them as vegans is – it goes so far as to they would not let 
mothers breastfeed their children. Oh. Yeah. I not hear this. <laughs> oh, that's one of the reasons he got arrested. Like one of the myriad reasons that they pulled him in is because the fact that they won't let children breastfeed um, can very much lead to sickness. It can lead to death. It definitely leads to malnutrition. Um, and, and like, uh, like that's just one of those things I'm like, first of all, like, that that is humans partaking of like human nourishment and and something that we have evolved this way all mammals have evolved this way to drink the milk of their mother so it's like what <laughs> like this is an important part and especially if you're going to be in this uh community that is like kind of living away from things and not maybe having access to other things like being able to feed your child like the nutritious things that it needs from its mother. I think that's so important and kind of crazy. Like there's a lot, there's a lot about them that I'm like, Oh, that's like fairly fine and not worrisome. And then there's things like this and it's like, dude, you're just like, you're just harming people. (laughs) So then speaking of nutrition, then I have a very important question to ask both of you. So then in this community, if you're giving oral sex on someone with a penis. Oh, my God. Just follow. (laughs) Sean, only spit. Only spit when you're part of the church. I hate you. You should know better. You should know better. (laughs) So um, one thing that I thought was funny that got brought up by uh, one of the followers (laughs) They kind of said, Viserion really is quite boring. He's not very (laughs) charismatic. Um, He talked about how everybody kind of zones out during the speeches. I love that so much. Uh (laughs) And one thing that that brought up is Viserion actually wrote the last testament, which comes after the New Testament. It's just like it sounds. The final part, the missing part that he didn't get around to, apparently, and uh, that's also said to be very mundane, but it also is said to, like, detail a lot of weird things, which kind of goes into, like, from the piece of the Bible that I've read, it came off as very, like, these are rules set by man to man. And this is kind of what this is, because it even details what deodorant you should use. Um, and it talks about, like, like Rachel said, everyone must be vegan, no cussing. And then it goes into a lot about reincarnation and, of course, the end of of the world as we know it. The end of the world as we know it. You're welcome, everybody, for me getting that stuck in your head for the rest of the day. So pleased. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, in the 90s, there was even a mass suicide attempt that a lot of people say is, was a cause of the mental conditioning that he would put on his followers because when you're in this kind of environment where you're like, for lack of a better word, obsessed with one person and their rules and where even breastfeeding is a sin, like it'd be easy to made to be, to be made to feel that you're bad basically. Uh Mm -hmm. Yes. So yeah, I think I told you there was something that I saw where it was, it said, this is maybe one of the least, as about as harmless of a doomsday cult as you could get because they're not actively like trumpeting and like making the plans and passing around the Kool-Aid in order to have everyone take their lives together. Um, But they definitely have a way of teaching that can, I think, cause shame, that can cause guilt that can cause a lot of pain. Like if you're someone that gets sick and are not allowed to seek out medical attention, um, definitely that means you have the possibility of like living in pain and discomfort every day of your life. And I think all of those um, lead to a situation where you are going to have people killing themselves more often because it's accepted and it's like put out there as a, well, you could do this. This is an option. Which is sad, 
Yeah, and I wonder if it's kind of like um, Teal Swan, where I don't know how deep the reincarnation beliefs go, but I wonder if some of that guilt is taken off of Viserion because they believe in reincarnation. So I wonder if there's that belief that, like, if you don't like this life, just reset, hit the reset button. Yes, yes, which, yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of a little theme. Like, I, I don't think I ever really kind of thought about it and, or noticed it until the Teal Swan thing, but the fact that there are some of these uh, religions where it does kind of use that. I feel like when you're looking at the more well-meaning practicers of those religions, they don't look at it as a reset. They're like, no, like you're here to learn now. Like this is part of your learning and that's going to go into your next life. But if you, if you like forcibly throw that away now, like you're going to have repercussions in the next life. You don't just start over fresh. So I think that's really interesting. I've never thought of it that way. I like how you said, like, you're basically learning more in your lifetime to take to your next one. It makes me wonder yeah. if my cousin has just committed suicide in a lot of her past lives. And that's why she's so dumb in this one. Oh, <laughs> rude. God. Yeah. That's very rude and very mean. I don't approve this message. <laughs> um, one other thing that I found to go with what Rachel talked about with the polygamy, he would also tell women that by sleeping with him, he would take their sins into him, which is an AFI song that I'm quoting. But <laughs> um, apparently there were reportedly a, uh, lots of big orgies with Viserion and some of his, what he called his nuns. So he was apparently a man about women. Wow. Just don't swallow. Oh my God. Oh, We're vegan, no. damn it. <laughs> You're horrible. Well, you know that like he'll use that as his excuse to not reciprocate oral sex. I'm sorry. I can't go down on you. I'm vegan. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, vegans not great at oral sex. Just gonna put it out there. Yep. <laughs> Who ones I know, at least. <laughs> and yeah, so he lived on the mountaintop where he had a three-story chalet. How do you say chalet? Chalet. Chalet. Uh, chalet. Built for him. And he yeah, and all his friends lived there too. Yeah. All his buddies, all his pals, he's like, hey, everyone else of my followers that I don't really care about, you stay down in the little, like, shack shanty town. And then he's up there in this, like, luxurious villa with all the money he's taken from everyone, just entertaining his friends and having orgies. Yeah, and what's interesting is you said it because um, I didn't hear about this group until we were – in the middle of the lockdowns in 2020, when a lot of this action was going on, I saw an article that said, this man calls himself Viserion. And I was like, oh, Game of Thrones, this is fun. But <laughs> he, he really flew under the radar for a long time, what, at least 20 to 30 years. Um, uh -huh. Russia knew he was there. They didn't really do much. But outside of Russia, I don't think this was a very well-known group. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's probably, part of that is Siberia. Um, <laughs> like, there's a reason, like, you think of Siberia as the place to, like, go away from it all. Um, and, like, the simpler lifestyle that they were leading. Um, but, yeah, with, I think, with all kind of technology getting better and, um, that, and even just, can you believe how much, increased technology has been even in the last 30 years that like now they are actively connected. They're out there doing their Skype sermons and reaching people elsewhere. Even if those people can't, couldn't physically be at their commune. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's that's a good point. And that is something that Vicky brought up on one of our shows is just how much cults have evolved from social media and then put into play the fact that we are all locked down. Um, I can speak to that directly this past week when Alan was away and I became obsessed with aliens. Being alone <laughs> was putting me in a very like weird state of mind. Like right when Alan came home, I kind of snapped out of it, but you can definitely go down a lot of rabbit holes and get into a weird 
way of thinking when you're by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're all like when actual lockdowns were happening and people were stuck at home and like not everyone lived with family and Mm -hmm. some people like were on their own, like it's like, oh, here's a way to connect. Here's a way to feel at one with the human race. And it has such a great message of like coexisting with all the fates and yeah, they're a little bit homophobic. Um, <laughs> yeah. They think the end of days is coming. Did, so did we mention how like the, the doomsday aspect of like how he believes that the people that are here, part of this commune, they are the chosen people. So that's what's a little bit different with the doomsday cult is a lot of times when that angle is taken, um, it like they're chosen, but it's also more like they're chosen and will like they're chosen in the next life, you know, like they're blessed now, but when doomsday comes, they'll be, blessed in the next life and this approach is like you are the chosen people and so the rest of the world is going to be flooded everyone's going to die but us here at this beautiful siberian compound we are going to survive it we're going to be the only survivors yeah that is interesting because you're right usually it's more like um all the non-believers will disappear so unless you believe you're going to die. But this one was a little more, I guess, positive on the spin. Like we're living in the right place, right time to survive. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, you know, that's why I feel like they're less of risk at like the mass suicide is because like their whole thing is that they're going to be the survivors. If you live in a boat of dawn, you're going to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to survive the apocalypse. <laughs> yep. So um, everything came crashing down on September 22nd, which I'm very upset about. It's one day off from my sister's birthday. We would have had another coincidence, but uh, September 22nd, 2020, Russian authorities arrested Viserion on charges of running an illegal religious organization. Uh, possible physical harm to others, and extortion. Oh, no. And then they also arrested his two aides, Vadim Redkin and Vladimir Vetrinikov. 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 Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, and they're still in prison to this day, correct? Yes. Like, I so it was September of 2020 that he got arrested and I try and I at one point they said that there was going to be an update like in April of 2021 but that clearly has gone and <laughs> passed us like so I think this also leaves like a lot of people questioning like is everything still okay? Like, I, I heard that he has a blog that's out there and that gets updated, but I couldn't find it. I think probably part of the problems is that that's like a Russian site. He speaks Russian. So, um, and maybe that just is harder to find when you're going into the deep dives of Googling. But um, yeah, so I guess here I feel like we feel like, oh, the speedy trial is definitely assured. Um, but not so in Mother Russia. In Mother Russia, you go in and you just hang out until they feel like taking the next steps. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I forgot I wanted to mention is when you hear this man talk, <laughs> I feel like he is very roundabout and lazy with his answers. And I feel like it just leaves people scratching their heads thinking like, hmm, I think that was smart. And I think I understand what he meant. (laughs) Because if you ask him, like, for example, what is the meaning of life? He'll give you an answer like, well, life is the thing that we all do. And meaning is what you make of it. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I just found the way he speaks very like he doesn't give any answers. He just gives more questions Mm -hmm. in a way. 
That's like the skill that a lot of, I think, like fortune tellers have. Yeah. They like go vague enough and it will leave it upon the person that's heard it to think like, oh, I, I have, I, I've now identified what you mean by this. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like when I want answers, I just go to the desert and let the gold light wash over me. <laughs> As you should. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I'm sorry that I brought the aliens with me. Good, they're nice. They've been helping us out for years. Uh, you they know, have. watch Ancient Aliens. You'll see the ways that they have. And it will all I make need sense. to watch it now. It will all make sense. Like, I feel like we no. need to be sponsored by Ancient Aliens. <laughs> now on Hulu. We should. Now on Hulu. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I think a couple other interesting things I find about this cult, like, you guys, you look up photos because it has such – if anyone saw Midsommar, uh, the movie, like, it has a vibe of that, like, the white that everyone is wearing. They, when they come together for their ritual, they gather around this sculpture that's, like, kind of a mix of, like, a cross. It, to me, it looked like a cross that has one of those, like, circles around it, but then also looked like it had, like, wings upon it. Um, it it's this very bright white sculpture in the middle and they all gather around in their like flowing white robes that have like embroidery on it. They, some people have uh, candles and they're all like singing and chanting. Um, and I think that's one of the things it's like, it's very religious. Like it has that religious vibe to it, but just the way that everyone comes and conforms and like everyone wears white and stuff that like, that's where it gives it the like tipping over into cult territory feeling i think i'm Did glad you see you that, that, up, yeah, that, that is definitely something <laughs> that alan and i compared it to it yeah. looks just like midsummer <laughs> yes <laughs> like per, like i'm pretty sure the midsummer guy saw the something about this first and was like aha uh-huh. I see this. Yes, I can make a story of this. <laughs> yeah, and his that's totally beautiful, what it felt like. <laughs> his throne that he sits on, like the mm-hmm. it's like this sculpted wooden throne with like a sun beaming out rays behind his head and like wings, like and he'll just sit on this this uh, throne on Sunday teachings and at Sunday teachings and just look over all the people and give some wonderful answers that are very clear and um, definitely not made up. <laughs> Don't yeah. patronize me. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go over our tenants, our cabos? Sure. Sure. So this first one we already kind of talked about, charismatic leader, he doesn't really seem like it, but there's something about him that draws people in at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, enough that, like, lots of people are coming to him. I know, like, he also had some kind of helpers along the way. Um, there was the one guy that got arrested with him, but there was another guy, and I keep forgetting his name. It starts with a V as well, and he was a pop star before he like came and supported this cult and then like full on, like focused on that. So I feel like maybe part of it is he knows how to surround himself with the right people that have some charisma to help bring people in. Yeah. I think his name was uh, Vadim Red- Redkin. He, yes. he was a drummer in a boy band. Oh, he was a drummer yeah. in a boy band. <laughs> and I feel like that gets glossed over. And like everyone mentions that like he was there and that he used to be in a boy band. But I want to know his story. Like I tried <laughs> to find out more about him and I could not find more in-depth details. But I was like, what? What made this person's story happen? I need to know. How do you go from that to a cult? 
Yeah, I always think about that too, especially what we've seen it with like Nexium and Allison Mack. Like, how did how did you go from yeah. a mild mannered CW <laughs> star to a enslaver of women? <laughs> totally, it's it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, and the the term boy band makes me think of Rachel's favorite commercial. Hey Google, what's this song? <laughs> How does she not know that song? <laughs> She's dumb. <laughs> There's another one where the guys are like, "Hey Google, what's this song?" Everybody dance now. <laughs> How do you not know everybody dance now? <laughs> and when that is. When it's the title as well. It's like not like they sang a random part of the song that didn't have the title in it, but both of those are the parts with the title in it. Uh, yeah. I cannot suspend disbelief for these commercials. I cannot either. All right. How about alienation? Well, they do have a commune where you have to give yeah. up all your belongings to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. One thing that was talked about is anybody is free to come and go from the communes as they please. But on the flip side, he's taken everything from you. So, like, unless you have a friend or family on the outside, where are you going to go? How are you going to communicate? Yeah, I mean, they're in a very, like, remote area of Siberia. So I'm sure, like, if they were to try to just walk, like, head out of their own, they'd probably die. (laughs) Yeah, and then also the commune has been around long enough that a lot of these people that are there are probably second generation, so they don't even know what it's like to live in the outside world, and they would definitely not have anyone to go to outside of the commune. Yep. All right, how about belief system? There are some beliefs here. <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I think you say that exact same thing every time. There are definitely some <laughs> beliefs. There are beliefs here. But I mean, yes. Uh, I think one of my – the ones that I want to learn more about is the outer space mind. Did you guys learn more about the outer space mind? We did not. I remember it mentioned, and I should have dug into that part deeper. Yeah. I mean, this is where just this is just one of these situations where I wish that I knew other languages, like maybe Russian, because I feel like we get a lot of the secondhand information um, from articles, and a lot gets lost in translation. And I would love to be able to like look into this, like from the horse's mouth, you know, kind of to figure out what it is. Um, and I think it, it, it like definitely relates to some like energies and um, kind of having that mind that like he even talked about how him as Jesus, like he's not necessarily the son of God, but he is the word of God and like the knowing and the notion and that somehow this is like centered within outer space it's so hard to talk about because it's just seems so weird and vague, but yeah, I want to know more about outer space mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about outside evil? Uh, like, I feel like his beliefs are definitely the right beliefs and like others are wrong and they're all going to die because of it, you know, at this end of times. But I don't feel like he necessarily targets thing like he doesn't believe in homosexuality which to me is frustrating but he doesn't also target them you know he doesn't send his people after him and say they're evil so i don't know like it's kind of there but it's just like they're not as aggressive with it you know (laughs) yeah i mean yeah like they vocally don't say like or from what i've seen like any evils out there but there are what they did arrest him they did find like weapons in his space so he was to me that makes me assume that like he is protecting himself from something yeah 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 and i see the outside evil is a little different here because it's more like personalized in a way like if you don't conform to your gender's role 
sickness will fall upon you, that kind of thing. Not so much like there's an enemy we must defeat, but we must defeat this, you know, newfangled way of thinking and step in line. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then the last one, I think we can all agree on sense of community. He's in a literal fucking (laughs) commune. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of community there. Um, Definitely easily. Yes. Easily, yes. Yeah, so I think this one very clearly fits into what we consider a cult. And not only that, but a little bit more of a dangerous cult. Because we've seen, you know, cult doesn't have to be a naughty word. But a lot of times the cults that we look at, we look at because they are doing something dark or dishonest or evil. Well, and it's why he got arrested is because their practices are causing harm to people. So um, did you know that he did apparently insinuate that the big doomsday flood is coming perhaps in the year 2022? So I I love, I love seeing a prediction of the end of the world come and go. I love it. There's nothing better than that. It's the greatest feeling. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I uh, miscalculated. Um, I, I know I told you I'm all-knowing, but I totally miscalculated that. I'm so sorry, you guys. Sorry about that. I didn't carry the one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was my bad. My bad. My and bad. So when I was watching the Vice documentary and how it kind of visited some people, like some of the believers' homes, and kind of showed how it has, in everyone's home, they have a picture of him there that, like, usually somewhere around the dinner table (laughs) where I can look over them as they eat. And I, I just, I had this beautiful vision in my mind of us three taking, like, one of those beautiful, like, photos where like the three of us like as a family like hands on each other's shoulders like the backgrounds like all black um and I just envisioned us <laughs> having this poster that Colties could put <laughs> over them so while they eat dinner <laughs> good, good we will make it and we will send it to so anybody listening funny. We and will if we find you, find your anyone, Just putting it on our Instagram, I think, would be amazing. I just want a picture of us, like, in a really ridiculous uh, pose, like, looking very serene and, like, very all-knowing, you know? I, yeah. <laughs> I forgot, because we laughed, because the picture of him that's in every household, it's so creepy for yeah. some reason, the way it looks. I think it's his yeah. awkwardness comes through. <laughs> Well, of course, he's, like, done himself up to, like, he's, like, let his hair grow, um, did the beard thing. He, like, very much is emulating the classic, um, like, European version of Jesus, obviously. Like, and then he's just kind of has this, like, light smirk on his face, and he's just kind of looking through the soul of the camera. Um and of course, the white. Gotta wear the white. Like in all these things that I saw him, he was in like beautiful white flowing robes. But apparently, when he got arrested, he was in a tracksuit. So, <laughs> ew, that's even know. worse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on Church of the Last Testament before we get into our closer? I don't think so. Well, cool. Then, um. Rachel's been dying to do this next one. We are going to get into Zendik Farms next week or in the next two weeks. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I don't know why. Like, they're not that particularly special as far as cults go, but yeah, they're a good one. They're, they're a very good, like, just average cults. You're good average cult. Like, you can look and good say, yes. Cult. that is a cult (laughs) that is a cult cool and you can find us on Instagram under once upon a cult and there you can find the link tree that takes you to our pages our other podcasts um this week on solving for x which is my x-men podcast with Kevin 
we are talking about the finale of season two of X-Men Reunion. And last week we talked about the very zany mojo vision. <laughs> oh. Where can we find you, Alan? Well, you can also find all of us on the Marvelous Galaxy of Dizzy, where we talk about everything Dizzy-related every week. How about you, Rachel? You can also find me on A Real Bodice Ripper, Mm. a podcast about the problematic nature of romance novels. I wish I could, like, always talk like that without getting very tired of doing it. <laughs> it just would be so much more interesting. Oh. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> because, because we don't have each other's faces today and I can only hear that, it's just very disturbing. <laughs> I'm masturbating. I'm in oh, the same no. room and it is very disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Protect the listeners. Protect them. <laughs> Uh, no, don't do it. <laughs> doing it for background to your naughty novel I mean, show. It was very good. It was very inappropriate. Well placed. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Thank you for listening. Join us again in two weeks for Zendik Farms. And we look forward to being there with you. <laughs> Literally. I'm in your house. Yes. Wow. We will be with you in your ears. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.